And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. Welcome everybody once again to Dysfunction Junction. My name is Chris Burns. Looking to my left, my co-host, Christopher Lynch. And the man of the power, the man of the... You know what? I screwed that up. Just fuck it. It's Mike Herman. What is up? Big Herm. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing Doing all right. Doing all right. We have something for you that is unprecedented in our show or any other show that I've ever done. What we have is an hour and change long interview with a gentleman who 20 some years ago got rung up for a crime he didn't commit in Plainfield, Connecticut. And we're going to be talking to Ryan Thompson. Now, before we go on, I just want to say that I followed this case very, very closely. I still, to this day, am going to stand behind Ryan's innocence. And beyond that, just a really good guy. I've known him for about a year and change now, but just a really good guy. You followed the case since I brought it up. Tell me more. So... I was not privy to the information as the case was developing in 98. I didn't live in the area at the time. I lived in Norwich. Um, The crime allegedly happened in Plainfield. So I have discovered all this, you know, like secondhand. But in reading what I've read and getting information that that I've had presented in front of me, as limited as as it's been, (laughs) I, I... I feel that the, the, this kid got a really shitty shake in in court. Fair, fair. Uh, Herm, you've got to read up on this case. You've got to watch the documentary, or should I say the Dateline Friday from NBC. What do you think? Um, I, I, when you brought up the topic, I did a, a, a complete... You um, were like deep dive Jones. Yeah, I did. I, I did a real, real... St- Real complete search. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I Why? Did, I, I did a nice complete search. And um, yeah, pretty much from what I can tell, um, Homeboy got shafted. So I am very excited to get him on the phone and hear his story. And I'm, I'm just very excited. So... Uh, that that's pretty much it. I can't wait to get Ryan on the phone. So part two of can someone get a fair trial in America without 24 hour news media, without social media and without the court of public opinion, just putting you under the jail before you get a fair trial. When we come back after you hear the dancey music, we're going to have Ryan Thompson on the phone talking about his particular trial or his particular trials and tribulations from 1998 going up till today. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Dysfunction Junction. Part two of our discussion, can you get a fair trial in America with fast food media, 24-hour news cycle, social media, and basically the court of public opinion? Our guest tonight 
is Ryan Thompson. If you're not familiar with Ryan Thompson, there was a case years ago of a young man getting shot at a party and with, in my opinion, little to no evidence, young Ryan got rung up originally on murder and then on a manslaughter charge, did 20 in the joint, and now is starting his life over again. I'm going to throw to Big Herm. He's going to set the day up, and he's going to talk to Ryan. We're welcoming Ryan in sort of piecemeal. Let me ask one question. Ryan, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Doing Herm, well. Herm, set up the story. Excellent, excellent. First of all, Ryan, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank um, you for having me, guys. <laughs> all right, so here it is. It's April 18th, 1998. You've gotten together with Dave and Jared and Brandy. There's You guys are drinking a few beers, hanging out. Yeah. Just chilling. You guys get a phone call. There's a party tonight. Brandy's really the only sober one in the group, completely sober. You guys jump in the car and head over to the party. Yeah. Now it's all you, my man. Okay, well, was like like you said, it was April 18th, so, you know, it's springtime. You could feel it in the air. Everything was feeling good, you know. Yeah. It's just uh, the whole energy was awesome, you know. So uh, we were just kind of chilling out all day, listening to music. I had um, washed and cleaned Brandy's car earlier that day. And, uh, you know, earlier, my parents had owned a video store at that time. So for people that don't know, you could rent movies back then dvds vhs tapes and back all that good stuff back in the stone age yeah. as my, as my yeah. daughter says dad that's whack yeah <laughs> what's a vhs tape <laughs> yeah oh yeah we still got a million floating around my house you know but uh so yeah they didn't have red box back then or anything like that so you had to go to a video store and um jamie harrington who you're familiar with and friends with uh, she actually worked for my parents at that time and uh so went in there i think i had um you know, gotten money, you know, I used to borrow money out of the drawer and then you just pay it back on payday type of deal, you know? And, um, I think I had gone down there to get some money and that's when Jamie had told me that Ron Harden was having a party that evening. So, uh, said we should go and said, yeah, we'll pop in and, uh, went back to Dave and Brandy's house, which is literally diagonal to my house up on Maple Shade in Plainfield. And, uh, so that was like our plans. We we're going to chill out a little bit more. Everybody's going to shower up and clean up and get ready to go. And, uh, so the, that's what we had done. I came to my house to shower and, uh, Jared had come over with me and was just kind of chilling out, you know, waiting for me. And, uh, you know, everything was cool. Just, uh, just a good chill day, good atmosphere. And we, we got ready to go as myself, Brandy, Dave, uh, Rob Como, who always gets left out of, um, because he never signed a statement a false statement. He stuck to the truth. So he's kind of pushed aside and forgotten about because Good he stuck him. to the truth Good for him. and you know, so even with the dateline, um, they were more focused on the false statements made against me rather than, you know, people that were beneficial. So that's why it was titled circle of friends. And, um, they were more focused on the false statements, right. but, uh, so we all jumped in the car. I drove, I actually drove to the party cause, uh, we hadn't really been drinking that much at that time. And, uh, so I drove Brandy's car and, um, you know, it's a, it's a two door at the time. It was a um, Chevy Cavalier, sportier car standard. Um, everything was normal. No issues. There were no guns in the car. Not a, uh, whole, hell of, not a whole hell of a lot of room in that car for anything, but the people in it. And that's about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So for, uh, <laughs> I'll get back to that after, but you know, so I drove to the party and, um, we went in, everything was good. Everybody's having a good time. There's probably, 
you know, over a hundred people in and out throughout the evening. Um, but quite a bit of people dancing, smoking weed, drinking. Right, it's um, a party. Yeah, I think they were playing dominoes or playing spades or something at one of the tables. And uh, so it was good to see everybody I hadn't seen in a little while and um, introduce Brandy to everybody that she didn't know. And, um, you know, everything was going good. That We were there for a little while, probably maybe an hour and a half. And then uh, that's when Jared came in and told me, he's like, hey, we got to bring Dave home. He just got into an altercation with one of the Benoits. And that's when we're like, oh, what the fuck? Here we go again. So, right, um, right. If I can interject there at the, at yeah. the, for, for the <laughs> listeners, um, basically what happened was they got to the party, and if I'm remembering correctly, Dave had a new girlfriend. Yeah. And basically when they got to the party, Dave's new girlfriend was all over Dave, as, as she should be. She's yeah. his girlfriend. Um, yeah. And for the listeners, the altercation that in, that that happened actually was um Dave's, Aaron's Dave's new girlfriend Dave's new yeah. girlfriend's ex-boyfriend saw her getting friendly with Dave and basically got a fucking attitude and turned into a yeah. dick about it just so everybody mm-hmm. knows so at this point yeah. he's being a dick um you guys there Dave had gone outside done the shit and dealt with it come back in yeah. and said all right fine brandy Let's get the fuck out of here. Second Dave's interjection go. here. Yeah. Um, I understand. I remember what it's like being a 20-something person and yeah. shit like that goes on. I've never been the aggressor. I've always been the aggressed against. Uh, yeah. Grow up and get over it. But at 20, that's not really uh, how it goes back then. I'm sure Ryan's going to agree. Well, I was kind of like the pe- out of like the crew of kids that I hung out with because I got along with everybody. So I was always like the peacemaker. Like we could go to Norwich, we could go to Jewish City, um, not have issues. You know, there was cliques back then, and people used to beef. Whether it was Killing Lee, Jewish City, and Plainfield, but oh, like yeah. I, I could go anywhere, and everybody was like, "Yo, you're cool, you're a chill dude," you know. So I never even had any issues with anybody that night. But then I got thrown into it, like like it was all over me and I was so mad that I got thrown out of the party. And I'm like, I was never asked to leave the party and we actually dropped Dave and Jared off and we're going back to the party. Right. You know, I, I, I wanted to, to make that clear too, that you weren't thrown out of the party. You had to never. leave because you're to bring them because home. Somebody you were with. <laughs> you're the ride. Well, yeah, he, he was with, right. He was part of the group that with Dave, up. with Jared, with Brandy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. There was never, and, and this comes into play later when oh, yeah. he talks, when he tells the rest of the story, right. but he, they never had issues with him. Technically the issue was with Dave and no, at no out. point does the name Ryan Thompson come up as he's right, the right, problem. Right. 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 So, no, all right. Never. So you guys get out of there and you guys head home. What goes down? <laughs> yep. Um, we had just dropped them off and Brandy and I probably talked in the driveway for a couple minutes and then we drove back, you know, um, right. Cause you guys and, hadn't have any issue with the people that were actually no. at the party. You were like, fuck it. We're going back. We're cool. Yeah. And we were actually going back to chill and then bring the girl, Aaron, who the guys were fighting over. We we're going to bring her home and her friend Stephanie home cause they needed rides. So we're right. like, yeah, we'll go back. We'll chill a little bit and then we'll bring them home. And on the way back, a car drives by us. We just got on route 12 leaving my neighborhood and a car drove by us and then whipped around and came like right up on our ass. Yep. And I told Brandy, I said, yo, pull over. And I jumped out of the car and threw my hands up. Like, uh, what the fuck? Yo, right. you know? So, uh, four or five dudes got out and they're like, where's Stebbins at? Where's fucking Stebbins at? We're going to kill him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We just dropped the dude off. He fucking shot Rob. He did this. And I'm like, 
There's no way. Okay, There's time no out. Way. That was the story. <clears throat> right, 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 right. Back to the party. No, no, no got I got stopped. that. I got that part. But what Ryan's saying now is that five dudes fingered Dave Stebbins. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that that comes into play, and that comes down. That's to how it all had started. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of shit that goes down between that night and the next morning. But yeah, so, so, keep going. so they pull you this over. is the first. Yeah, this is the first we heard of anything. Like you don't you don't hear about shootings in Plainfield, especially back then. Now you might hear one here and there, but you never heard of shootings in Plainfield back then. So you're like, shut up, come on. And I refused to tell them where he lived because I was like, yo, you're not. You're not doing nothing to him. He didn't do nothing. You don't want to get and your buddy in, in any danger. Absolutely, because I know right. he did nothing. I just brought the guy home. So uh, they were like, fuck you, you know, talking to me. But, you know, we were friendly, but they were angry that I wouldn't tell them where he lived, you know. And um, so they jumped in the car, and they're like, we'll find him. They took off. And right. they so Brandy and I. Him, but still, again, no issue yeah. with you. Yeah. So we continued to go, and uh, she had to grab cigarettes. So we pulled in. We had just gotten in the one-way of Moose Up, and we we're heading into Moose Up. So pull off, and uh, she grabs cigarettes, and I see a kid I know pumping gas. And I'm like, yo, what up, man? And so I went. I pissed on the dumpster on the side of the convenience, on the side of the gas station. And I went over, talked to him, and he was like, yo, dude, there's all types of cops, fire trucks, ambulances. And I'm like, holy shit. I said, these dudes just said somebody got shot, you know? And he's like, something happened. I'm like, holy fuck, you know? So he jumped in. He had just gotten out of work. So he jumped in his truck and left. And then Brandy and I continued to go down. We did the U-turn to go back the other way in a moose up the park where the party was at. And it was just chaotic. Like when we started driving through, we could see <clears throat> everything lit up, people everywhere. I mean, it was freaking, it was nuts, you know? So, and I'm buzzing at that point. I got a pretty bu- good buzz going. Right, and, uh, right. We pull, we pull up, Brandy and I pull up in front of a hangout at the time, which was like the biker bar on that street there. And uh, so we pull up there and jump out of the car and start walking over. And my buddy, Rob Como, who had gone to the party with us, was like, dude, you should leave, man. They think Dave did this. And I'm like, fuck, he didn't do this. And he's like, I'm just saying, I think you should leave, dude. You okay, know? second time in this story. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt you, yeah. Ryan, but <clears throat> yeah. second time. Dave Stebbins. And I'm not and I'm not saying Dave Stebbins is guilty. No, Please no, no, don't no, understand. No, no, but no, second no, time he's no, been no, fingered. And that's the weird part. Yeah. And because I, I did the deep dive when we did this. Same. Is that this is not the first time that Stebbins had been fingered by somebody. All right. Yeah. There, there's there's two or three other cases right. that I'll bring up that Stebbins what? had been fingered and then yeah. stories changed. Of course they I did. And, because... and Ryan's gonna tell that as we go along. And I think because of the altercation, they assumed, well, he must have done it because he was the one involved in the altercation. And that's when people started throwing his name out there saying, well, he's pulled guns out at other parties, which was embellished, you know, um, that he'd done this and that. That's and the a way small I kind town, of figured it, too, is, is, yeah, is that. Is everything that. was so embellished, <clears throat> you know, and uh, he definitely had no involvement in that crime. And that's why I was so adamant when people accused him and I'm like, I got angry saying there's no fucking way, you know? So, you know, we continue to walk forward and Ron Harden, who had had the party was in the police car making a statement and he started pointing over at me and I walked up to the car and the officer was like, Ryan, step away from the car, please. And, and Ron was kept saying that he knows who did it. His boy did it. And I was like, my boy didn't do shit, you know? So the cop was like, just get out of here. I walked away and went back to the car and then he started pointing again 
And I jumped out. I was like, yo, what the fuck are you pointing at, dude? Because I started getting mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so the cop was like, just leave, just leave. And I said, I'm not going nowhere. And he's like, he knows who did it. He's covering for his boy. And I says, I'm not covering for anybody. And, you know, something along those lines. I walked away again. And then there was another officer that had told me to go home. He said, get in the fucking car, go home. You get out of the car again, you're getting arrested. So I did get it. I got back in the car. Um, Brandy had gone in the hangout to see what the hell's going on. And uh, it was just chaos. So she was in there. I got back out of the car again. And that's when I was arrested. And they're like, for disorderly conduct and breach of peace because they told me to leave and I refused to leave. And I said, there's a hundred other people out here. There, so, there, there's one part in all of this that, and I believe <clears> it's a direct quote from you that says the biggest mistake that I made was yeah, challenging I was the cop. I was just going to say that. Oh I yeah. I was just going to say that. He yeah. said that over and over. And but just, let's be yeah. clear. He'd had a couple of drinks. Right. He was hot. People were accusing him of shit. Let me ask you a dumb question. He got in a cop's face. Right. Ryan, how old were you the night this party took place? I was 18 at okay, that time. Okay, so my man is young, dumb, and full of cum and thinks he's yeah. 10 foot tall <laughs> and bulletproof. Right. bulletproof. He's yeah. had a couple of and drinks. He's 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Lynch has something. <clears throat> For, like, not to cut you off, but at that time, you know, when authority... I was an 18-year-old kid, you know, and... We've been there. When a, right, we all hate fucking authority. tells you to do... Yeah, and... <laughs> It wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but at the same time, I was like, listen, there's a hundred other people out here. I'm not going anywhere. Dude, my Don't dad was a out. cop. Try growing oh, no up kidding. in these shoes. Oh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> Go ahead. Lynch has got something. So the question I have, Brian, is how many cops were yeah. there on that scene when with your in, initial interaction for disorderly conduct? Uh, I think there was only uh, four officers at that time. Okay. Those were town, now, town police officers. And they were Plainfield Town? <clears throat> Those were Plainfield, correct. Okay. And this was, again, that night? That night, yeah. Okay. So at that time, nobody had ever said Ryan Thompson did the shooting. People, you know, Bobby Latour made a statement that night, Ron Harden, <clears throat> Dave Stebbins, Jerry Gilkinson, Rob Como, myself, Brandy, a million other people at the party, and not one person had ever said, I saw Ryan Thompson do this or I saw this. It was still trying to put the blame on Dave. So I get arrested for disorderly <clears throat> conducts, slammed against the American Legion, handcuffed behind my back, and that changed the course of everything because people saw that, and I think they assumed I got arrested for the murder. All right, so and, I, have an, I have another question real quick. Yeah, yeah. How long were you actually physically at that gathering before all this transpired? That was probably about a half hour of time there. Okay. So yeah, that's I was what arrested. I figured. I figured they literally just got so there, you were... shit went down, and all of a sudden yeah. they had to get the fuck out. But according to mm-hmm. Ryan's timeline... This stuff went down when they were bringing Dave right. uh, home. According to Ryan's timeline, oh, there's I, no possible fucking way it could have happened. That's why I'm, that, that's I thought, why, that's I why I'm asking. I thought you were talking the... about when the uh, police arrested me when we had gotten back to the party. Right. So no, no, no. So oh, the, the whole, from how much time throughout the night had transpired? Correct. Yeah, from when you... You first, when the first time you got to the party, about how long yeah. were you there from when you got there till you left? I'd say probably hour and a half. All right. <laughs> okay, makes sense. All right. And, but you were in, in that meantime, you were approached by people at the party saying, we got the fuck out of here. That, yeah, Jared had come in. He said my nunchucks he had taken off my wall had gotten broken, that Dave had swung them and hit a ballast, uh, a beam on the porch and broke the nunchucks. They yeah. were like cheap flea yeah. market clear nunchucks. Okay. Ryan was literally just chilling at the party while all this shit went down with yeah. Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, with yep. the, and this other dude outside. And 
Dave told Jared, who was the other guy that was with him, look, find my sister and Ryan and let's get the fuck out of here. Right. So yeah, I'm going in the car. Ryan didn't even know that the shit going on with Dave and the girlfriend and the ex-boyfriend had even nah. transpired. He just knew we have to get the fuck out of here. Until and he said my it. nunchucks are broken. Yeah. Right. He learned about it an hour and 25 minutes into an hour and 30 minutes. I'm going to interject. Morning. I'm going to interject a little yeah. humor into this. <laughs> yeah. Um. I remember the ninja craze because I'm an older, yeah. I'm an older guy. Yeah. Who in '98 has fucking nunchucks other than Chuck fucking Norris? For, yeah, I don't know. I do. Oh my lord! <laughs> or did I, I had them on my I had them on my wall because I love Asian stuff. Okay, um, fair, fair enough. And you know, I grew up in fair Hawaii enough. till I was you know till 1986, okay. And I just always loved Asian things. And I collected size. I collected swords. You know, I have Korean swords. I had, you know, butterfly knives, nunchucks. But it was on the wall for show. Jared had actually taken those down while I was in the shower and put them down his pants. <laughs> oh just Jesus to show Christ. them off. Not to go beat somebody up. It was right. for show. They were like like no, a novelty just, thing. Just to be an 18, 19-year-old badass yeah. dude. Which one party. are you, Raphael or Donatello? I mean, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was none of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> All right. I'm the rat splinter. Let's get back on track. Master Splinter. So you're in the squad car. They haul you down to the station. Disorderly conduct. Now, from what I understand, you're you're there that night. You're not the only one there. Dave is down the hall in another cell. Isn't am I am I am I correct? Yeah, uh, Dave was there, and then Jared had actually. They brought Jared there as well, and I think they made their statements there that night uh, they did and then, all right yeah From what i've read they they did let's put it that yep. way I'm, I'm, their I'm, first statements right they made initial it. statements to the police that night did their initial mm-hmm. disclosure right. at this point yep. at this point you're in, in in the cell and you're just pissed and couldn't give a fuck less just yeah just, i was yelling at them right. yelling at the detectives right, right, that right, came right, through right, right. now now there mm-hmm. is a giant statement from the fucking Major crimes from major crimes there about yeah. shit that was said while you were in that <clears throat> cell. Yeah. All right. So, which so, is completely bullshit. All right. We're going to talk about that later yeah. after the, the, when we start divulging the caliber of the, of the weapon and things yeah. like that. All right. But mm-hmm. I yeah. just want the, the readers to know that there is something that said while Ryan is sitting there in that cell that night, that, I don't know how to put this, but they claim it completely implicates him. And according to Ryan and according to Dave and according to everybody else that was in that in cells in that local jail that night, Ryan never made such a statement. Never. All right. So, all right. So (laughs) you're in jail. You're, you're, you're all sitting there for the night. You guys get out pretty much. You guys, everybody makes their statements. You guys get out and you go home. Right. Well, the, this is what transpired first is the detectives came in because major crimes had to come a little bit later. So they went to the scene of the crime and then they came to the Plainfield police station where I was being held. Right. And so they took, they took me in. They, they asked, um, can we swab your hands for gunshot residue? If you fired a gun in the past two weeks, it's going to register that you had, you know, fired a weapon. Exactly. And I'm like, go ahead. And they explained the process. We're going to, you know, they open the bag up in front of me, pull out the swabs, pull out the solution. They did everything and, uh, correctly. They did everything exactly the way it was supposed to be done. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't tainted or anything like yeah. that. And I, I put right. trust in them and I'm thinking like, okay, it's going to be like CSI or one of these freaking crime shows. You're going to see, I didn't fire a weapon. 
I didn't do anything wrong. Everything will be resolved. But there'll be semen everywhere. <laughs> there'll be semen. Yeah, Just exactly. turn on the black light, Just bro. Just don't it's turn everywhere. on the black light, please. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Arky yeah, ropes of juice him all over the crime scene. Every freaking yeah. show. And I, I'm glad he brought up CSI and like Law and & Order and shit like that. It doesn't matter if you shot somebody or stabbed somebody. There's semen everywhere. Did anybody die? No, but there's semen in 43 rooms. There's aborted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So there's a fetus in the toilet. They swab your hands. (laughs) They they swab your hands and do all of that. Major, you're there with major crimes. At that time, major crimes. So that's you know they asked me, are you willing to make a statement? I said absolutely. You know, and I'm upset. A 17 year old kid that I went to school with. I've rented the plants of four wheelers with, and they're telling me that this kid's dying. And of course, you're upset, you know. So I'm like, we'll find out who did this, blah, 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 talking about me and my friends, because people talk, you know. So eventually, it's going to come out. And I said, we'll find out who did this, blah, 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 you know. And so then they start asking me about my actions throughout the day. I, they start writing my statement down, and then they put the pen down, and they start, that's when they start telling me that's not what happened. Ryan. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's what happened. So they're like, uh, okay, no, so where was the gun? And I'm like, there was no gun. What are you talking about? So, so uh, say that's not what happened. Where's the gun? I said there were no guns. Well, ask me about what type of guns have fired. Have you ever shot? I explained to them I had shot a shotgun once and a 22 once and this and that. And they asked me where. Um, and they said a 22, huh? I said, yeah. And they like gave the eyebrow to each other and I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, is that what he got shot with? And that was that. I didn't say they made it sound like I brought up of, Oh, what was he shot with? The 22 out of nowhere. No, they asked me what type of weapons I had fired in my lifetime. I said, I fired two guns. Um, I'm not a fan of guns. My family doesn't hunt, you know, like, and that was that. And they refused to write my statement down, threatened me with a polygraph. This was while, they were giving me the gunshot residue swab. So they said, are you willing to take a polygraph? I was like, I'll take whatever I have to. So they did all the other stuff, and I said, are you going to give a polygraph? And they're like, you're supposed to pull one out of our fucking back pockets? And I'm like, whoa, dude, like, you guys threatened me, and that's when my attitude started changing towards them. And they left, they locked me back up because they refused to write down what I was saying. They didn't want to take my statement, and locked me back up. So that's when I got fired up, and I started yelling, talking shit to them. And, you know, I think at that time, I don't care if you're the president of the United States, a detective or whatever, you're not going to talk to me and accuse me of being involved in a murder, you know? Right. right. Oh, shoot, my uh, Bluetooth kicked on. I'm sorry, oh, let me shut you're up. You're good, you're good, you're good. We can still hear you. We can still hear All right. you. We, we know, there it is. We, 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 okay, we, yeah. We noticed it. It kicked off. I thought I lost you guys. <laughs> no, it was good, it was good. You, the, the viewers okay. will hear it at home. Ryan's feed just kind of... Toned down to about half level, but it went wonky yeah. for a second. Uh, wonky, I apologize. I, I, no, 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 no problem. I was about to t- I was about to announce that we were going to take a quick break. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty, and we'll uh-huh. be right back with Ryan Thompson. Yep. But you figured hell out no, we're going to rock it. Resolved it. Uh, Just Bluetooth. We're good, bro. We're good. All right, I inter- yep. I'm going to interject real quick. Uh, Ryan, you yeah. mentioned as you're going through this. You asked for the polygraph. Obviously, they gave you attitude. Why would you just pull one yeah. out of my ass? Whatever. But they yep. took the gunshot residue swab. And one yeah. of the big things that I've always carried in following this case as closely as I did. And look, f- for the listeners, I didn't know Ryan. I didn't know Ryan mm-hmm. until about a year ago. 
Okay. Yeah. And Ryan and I have yet to meet face to face. We we we've chatted online. We've talked yeah. twice on the phone, but I've always been intrigued by if they took a gunshot residue. If you're if you are the supposed shooter, yeah. what did the gunshot residue test find? Negative. And so. okay, see, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the trial coming up because you're getting yeah. into that part of the story coming up. But yeah. they say beyond a reasonable doubt. And now you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna throw it out here. You have no gunshot yeah. residue. You have nope. no no offense to you, your friends, or anybody you knew that night. You have yeah. a bunch of drunken people giving statements, which if you ask me on a drunken night watching football, <laughs> anything, yeah. anything I yeah. say is inadmissible because yeah. A, I'm drunk, and B, well, I'm drunk. And you're probably angry drunk because <laughs> of football. Have you have you watched my team lately? Seriously. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lynch, go ahead. All right, so you mentioned that um, <clears throat> you had made some statements in the in the cell at the Plainfield <clears throat> Police Department yeah. out of anger. Yeah. Are those legally? And are those statements legally admissible? Or um, they, I think they can construe it as like an excited utterance, or because <clears throat> even if it's not on the statement or in the record like that, they can get it brought in as like an excited utterance. And right, right. but exactly. but there's ways that they get around that. My point being is that it was not during your Mirandized questioning. You um, could be his. No, he was probably read his. I rights was, yeah, I was read was my rights. in the car. So anything he said after he was Mirandized, they can yeah. use. And, and I, I'm not sticking up for that. So, no, no, it's and that's legally. my point. But, if they tell you that shit when they stuff you in the car, you're fucked for anything you yeah. say the rest of the night. Right, go ahead, Ryan. Check yeah. this out and because it doesn't matter because I tried to cooperate all I could. So if I did say, I refuse to speak to you which you have every right to do. And people should right. utilize their fucking rights. And I just told somebody the other day about, you know, they're asking me questions about what should I do in this situation? I said, well, first off, you tell the cops, you have nothing to say to me. Talk to my lawyer. Well, Bingo. What's, what's, what's the video you and, see on, on, on Facebook <clears throat> about the two lawyers? They're smoking cigarettes while they're talking to you. And they're telling you, basically, here's my lawyer advice for the day. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Right. Well, and that, the cops tell you to do something. Shut the fuck up. That's but, what the what lawyer's for. And that leads police, to, that leads in my police do is they make you feel guilty if you don't speak with them. Correct. And, and that, that, leads can, my, that leads in my point, Ryan, is that... <clears throat> you read your rights before you're stuffed yeah. in the car, brought to the brought to the jail, stuffed in the mm -hmm. cell. You're 18. You're anxious. Yeah. You're upset. Shit yeah. just shit just went down. That you're you, and basically it's it's like a fight or flight moment in your and life. And at 18, mm -hmm. you're scared as shit. Well, I know I how just, I was. I was more confused of like and what that, the that's fuck my, is going on. That's my point. Like, right. what the at 18? How is they could think the that we're involved in this? Right, yeah. and that's my point, Ryan, is that at 18 years old, you don't have the life experience to have gone through a process like this before. You, yeah. don't, you don't have yeah. the life experience to understand exactly how the law applies to you, and yeah. the, you are Mirandized. However, even if you make that utterance in a jail cell, yeah, you have to, there, there has to be some sort of like limitation of like, this kid's just fucking scared. Let me sum yeah. up what you just said. At 18 yeah. years old, shut the fuck up does not yeah. resonate. Well, and I, right, it doesn't register in your fucking head. And I understand you don't that. Know how to shut the fuck up? And I understand but, but, that. But and, like I said, they go to school 
to manipulate detectives and, you know, the Plainfield police were actually really cool to me. I was the disrespectful one, you know, they were actually pretty cool to me. And I was the one being a fucking asshole to them. The major crimes is a whole different breed. Right. That's the, like the, the, po- the police themselves, the actual local cops weren't were, <clears throat> yeah. were fine. It was the major crimes unit that had a, that had a, a, a calendar, I look, to, a calendar to fill and a quota to get. Absolutely. And they, had to make, they had to find somebody to make this responsible for this shit. So somebody got to fucking get the fucking, it's a small town. A boy was murdered and they need the answers quick. And I look at them. Like I tell everybody, I said, I don't have a vendetta against cops. I don't hold grudges. You got a job to do. And I respect that. But to fuck with people that mind their business, that didn't do anything wrong and to act like fucking Nazis, they act like SS soldiers. That's what major crimes acts like that they can do whatever they want and not be held to any standards. They can lie, manipulate. These guys came into court. Now, wouldn't you have all your notes present of what you were doing in that? But they purposely left their notes away because there were things in there. They didn't want my legal team to see. Right. Lynch, Lynch right. hit it. <clears throat> we're, we're trying to get you back. You're up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, two, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it, in my experience of what I did for a living for 20 plus years, I worked at Mohegan Sun in surveillance yeah. and I had, I have had dealings with state police, the and, MCU. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not defending their actions at all, Yeah, but that's how they're trained. No, I know. And, and it, Absolutely. it sickens me that they do that to people to, to intimidate you into and coerce you into making a statement because they yeah. they claim to have facts that that you don't know about. Well, look, yeah. listen, fucker, I was the one that was in in the incident. Yeah, and I'm the one who's providing what I can tell you. This is what to I, the best of my knowledge of what I know exactly. exactly. Like, and they they kind of beat you fuck. They beat you down so they they hold you in a fucking holding cell for eight hours and question yeah. you for six hours and then you, at the end of it, you most people just kind of throw their hands up and say. What do you want me to say? I'm I'm not trying to equate my experience (laughs) with Ryan's experience, but try explaining that your friend broke a window to your father, who is a cop, and he's already (laughs) determined your fucking guilt. You're guilty before you walk through the door. I understand Ryan's frustration. Well, but but I but again to that point is I that having dealt with law enforcement for twenty plus years. Yeah, I I get it because they 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 would look at CCT video of stuff that we would present them and they would put their their narrative on it. Yeah. Well, no, that, oh, that's not what happened. I'm like, look, we're well, we're we're dealt to record, <clears throat> report, record, and show. Yeah. And if you can extract any fucking thing you want out of what we're showing you. Yeah. But when you're wrong, I'm gonna call you on it. Yeah, you, mean, like you can't put you, you you can't put your own spin on it. You have to no. go by the facts that are presented f- for you. The responsible and, law enforcement officer is going to be ob- objective yeah. and not compromised by yeah, where it takes you. You don't get tunnel vision, and that's exactly. what they did. They said somebody in this car did this crime, and we're going to make them make statements on each other until we get the answers that we want. And that's basically what they did All right. because that, that's where I want to go. And that's they, go ahead. they tried to get go me ahead. to make a statement against Dave Stebbins. 
while they were taking my statement. And I'm like, he did nothing wrong. He had no weapons. And then, like I said, they refused to write my statement down until finally they had to because they had to go up to the hospital where Rob was at. Because they they were forced to. Yeah, they were kind of, well, not kind of, they were trying to get me to implicate Dave Stebbins. And I said, he didn't fucking do anything. I'm never going to sign my name to something. And that's why they said, okay, we'll, we'll get them basically. And we'll spin it on you, you know? All right. So bringing up the whole major crimes things, there's some issues and things that I want the listeners to hear. And I want you to confirm and let us talk about before we move on to the trial portion. All right. So, so major crimes shows up at Jared's house. All right. Yeah. The day after the shooting. That's yes. Now, yeah. The, the night of the shooting, okay, the state had two major, quote-unquote, witnesses. Star witnesses. Star witnesses. <laughs> I like the way he said I that, don't star have, witnesses. I yeah. lost my fucking notes because I had three pages of notes. He did. And oh, I Jesus. I don't know where they are when we were supposed to do this last week, my man. Somebody had yeah. car trouble and couldn't be on I was so, but the state had two. <laughs> Sorry. Two, no, no worries. Cool, no no, no need to apologize. Cool. I... There was two, the state had two star witnesses, all right? Yeah. Now, one of them, and I, and I don't have my notes, so I don't know their name, but one of them, the night of the incident, completely yeah. fingered Dave. Yeah. The next morning, completely changed his story. To me. To you. Yeah. Oh, so there was a the guy really, in a white jacket. Yes, it was a dude. That, and that's the thing. There was the dude, the, the, the six... It, Dude, it's the six-fingered fucking man. There was yeah. the man in the, the white, white jacket. jacket. And Dave yeah. and, and, and and Ryan wore a jacket that was white at the time. He right, but look. It. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. But that, uh, and that I'm, comes up later. I'm going to interject real quick. You're talking about the late 90s where... Everybody had a white jacket. You had North a white... Carolina windbreakers. Thank you, oh, man. Thank you. Like, like yeah. everything was fucking white. Everything was fubu. I don't you care if it was had, the yeah. Yankees, the Bulls, or just a dry right. duck there jacket. Was, Everybody had a white jacket. Yeah, Michigan saw... State, Miami pullovers. You yep. know, like it Bingo. was the flavor of the month back Preach, then. brother. Yep. There was one. There was one. <laughs> they had one witness that claimed they saw Ryan do it. There was in the a, white jacket. In the yep. white jacket. He claimed he saw Ryan put the gun up to his shoulder and fire the trigger. It's a yep. cigarette smoking the other, man. The other yep. star witness claimed to see after they left the party, claimed yep. to see Ryan and and drive down the street, stop, saw somebody in a white jacket run across the lawn, heard a pop, run saw somebody run back to a car and drive yep. off. Yeah. None of this was actually possible given the timeline and the way that it happened. Um, but back to the whole major crimes thing. Yeah. Major crimes went in and went to Jared's house. And basically while they were there, they orchestrated some bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Cell phone freaking confession. Th- while major crimes was there, somebody called one of the detectives while they were interviewing Jared. And yeah. Basically... They held the, fo- the major crimes held detective held the phone up to his his ear, said mm-hmm, shook his head and hung up the phone, and then looked at Jared and said, "Ryan just confessed. We have to go over to the Thompson house." And they left. At which point? No, no, no. They stayed there for. They stayed there first. At which so, point? At which point, though, after the police left, Jared's parents turned into the police. Yeah. 
No, they turned into the police while the detectives were there. They basically didn't give a fuck what Jared had to say and basically yeah. told Jared, you better tell them what they want to fucking hear or it's yeah. going to be your ass. Now he's, yep, and now Jared Jared's was upset, 18, crying. Losing his yeah. fucking No, Jared, shit. Jared was, he was 17 at the time. He was younger than me. Yeah. But basically what happened before we go to trial is, is basically at one point, Jared and David roll. At some point, yep. they literally are so fucking scared by major crimes and major no crimes, sleep and major no. crimes has fucked with them so bad. No, no, no. Yep. Let, let Ryan tell the rest of this. That yeah, I mean, oh, J- Jared's parents had gotten on him, and uh, well, earlier that day, I had stayed at Brandy's house after the detectives had let me go home. Um, I stayed at Brandy's house that night. My parents were out of town, and I went and you know, talk to her and we're like, what the fuck is going on? They really think we're involved and all that. So the next morning I wake up and I hear the beeping noise and Brandy's like, they're fucking taking my car, Ryan. They're fucking taking my car. I'm like, huh? I look out the window. The detectives are having her car loaded on the back of a flatbed. They classified it as evidence. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Brandy, calm down. You're going to get it back. We didn't do nothing. You know, she's like, they're fucking taking my car. So then she goes outside to ask the detectives what the hell's going on. So a couple minutes goes by and I'm like, all right, she's not back in. And I said, all right, I'm going to go home. So I go walking out and I see they have her housed up in a cop car. And I just kind of nodded to her and waved. And she looked upset. Like she had been crying, distressed. And I just nodded to her like, it's okay. You know? And at that time, I didn't realize till afterwards, that's when they started threatening her saying, you got a four-year-old son. How about if DCF gets involved? And they try to coerce her first before Dave or Jared. And she's like, I will never say something happened that didn't happen. She's like, you can make all the threats you want. And then I think that's when she got out of the police car and walked in the house. Well, and, and that's, so, that's what's bullshit about that. They try to fabricate it to their narrative. Oh, yeah. And uh, who gives a shit if she has a four-year-old kid? She, oh, yeah. Okay, she has a four-year-old kid. How is that? How does that apply to the case as it stands? It applies. Well, it's it, the it's it, the bargaining chip. I was and just going to say it applies to the case because and and for the listeners, just so everybody knows, Brandy is the only person that other than Rob that never made an actual statement and wouldn't say wouldn't wouldn't tell wouldn't say fuck shit. all. And yeah. same and here. Brandy, I, I, Brandy was the I, only one super deep involved. And the yep. entire time, right up to 2010, when NBC did their show, Brandy yeah. said, look, I was there with him the whole time. I'm not telling you shit. You guys yeah. can go fuck yourself. And at this yep. point, major crimes had had threatened her with DCF, taking yep. her children away, putting her away in a home. They threatened her with so much shit. You know oh, what's yeah. crazy? She literally told them to go fuck themselves he did not do any of this. I, I just want to say, you know what's crazy? What's that? Ryan was involved in all this, and you're hotter than he is Dude, right I'm now. I'm so hot with this shit. <laughs> Dude, no, if I, he needs I, help with anything, I will help him yeah. the fuck out. All right, I, let, let's, I let, appreciate. Where to well, move like, I, I have a question just yep. to kind of move the train along. Is yeah. Okay, so all this is going on. You got Dave, you got Jared, you got Brandy, you got everybody. Everybody's being questioned. When yep. does Ryan Thompson find out he's being rung up for murder? Two days later, April 20th, um, had no idea that people made statements. Um, there were people calling my house saying, what did you guys do? What? And I'm like, we didn't do shit, you know? So the day after the shooting, um, my parents came back and, you know, I, I said, there's detectives watching the house. And they're like, no, that's the neighbors having a party. But I could see 
unmarked cars parked on every exit leaving my neighborhood, and I knew that they were watching the house. We know. So, we all know what an unmarked yeah. car yep. looks like, bro. It sticks so, out like a sore fucking thumb. Yeah, and, like, I smoked weed back then, you know, so, like, most 18-year-old kids, and, uh, so my dad's like, God damn it, if you got any drugs in this house, you better get them the fuck out of my house, and he's freaking out, so I got, like, bowls, bongs, shit like that, you know, and I'm like, what am I gonna do with it, so I'm like, going into my garage, trying to hide a bong in my hockey skates, I'm trying to, you know, stupid shit, I look back now, like, who gives a fuck, it was a bong, you know, right, but, you know, that's where my mindset was at. Like, I'm going to get arrested for fucking weed and bongs, you know? Like, I'm not worried about weapons or murders or shit like that, you Weed know? and bongs will get you 30 days. This is worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, so that, that just proves to your character, Ryan, that you were like, well, fuck it. Let them find it. Yeah. Let them find it. Like, seriously. Because whatever, seriously, what are they going to you know? if they're looking at If they're looking at me for murder, the last thing I give a fuck about is it's the weed. bong. Yeah, or the yeah. weed. You know, you'll catch 30, 90 days for that. Well, back then, yeah. uh, a little different, but, you know, it wouldn't have been a 20-year run. No, it, no. It, it, my, it, would, it would have been just like... My father's a government worker and stuff, and I'm like, I don't want him getting brought up on fucking dumbass weed charges you don't want to get him and... you, you don't want to get him hemmed up and ruin his reputation and, yeah he's and got that, an impeccable reputation that speaks, you know? to, that speaks it, to ryan's it's exactly what my point it speaks to ryan's character that he's like fuck it yeah. you, you want here's my weed here's my bong here's my fucking yeah. uh gimmick schnibbits whatever listen fucking... to you using gimmick schnibbits that's beautiful <laughs> but it's ryan's just... not familiar with my gimmick schnibbits so but it just no. it just proves the point that you were being honest and upfront yeah. with everything to the point understandably you have passion behind you behind your actions when yeah. you make the utterances when you get pissed off because oh, again, yeah. I think anybody in my shoes would have probably been if not the same amount of anger if not angrier with but, the way you're treated because right. you're, you're 18 years old you don't know what the fuck's going on oh, in yeah. life. and yep. I, I get that i i dare say that ryan today <clears throat> at ryan help me out 41 42 now yeah oh congratulations old, man welcome yeah, welcome you. to the 40 welcome. club yeah i turned yeah, 49 in two days He's so i understand oh, nice, observations of nice. Men over 40 episode. yeah he yes. could, you know what we'll have a second one and we'll bring do, ryan in do you have a favorite yeah. antacid yeah. ryan <laughs> no <laughs> actually i i feel like i'm 20 still it's you know it's weird when you go to jail it's almost like time preserves you and i understand everyone's like, Damn, you know Completely like understand you're, that you're well, not drinking yet well some people aren't drinking you, you people are drinking <laughs> toilet wine Toilet wine doesn't count let's be honest you can get pretty much yeah. anything you want in prison if oh you yeah it, does, it, it doesn't matter if you, you want that, fucking that heroin your... fentanyl pruno all right we're gonna no, get no, back no. we're gonna get back on the track um yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god all right so where were we we, we, we were ryan got I, so I asked him when shooting, he got when he got rung up for murder yeah. all right so, was two yeah. days later all right so don't don't make me do don't make me do this to you because you're you're going off the rails. No, what I want to do is <laughs> he just got he's been arrested. Right. All right. Yeah. Are we, where do we want to go with this? Do we want? So, well, we I'll tell you that? how I got okay. arrested. See, if here you go. Let's hear that. Let him talk. So it's like uh, probably nine o'clock in the morning. My mom and dad are like, "Hey, Rye, get up, Brandy and Dave and uh, Carol. Well, Carol is Dave and Brandy's mother. They're out here. Come on out." So I get up. I brush my teeth. You know, make a cup of coffee. We start talking and. We had plans to go to Maryland that week. And, you know, I told the detectives, I said, listen, I have plans to go to Maryland on, I think it was a Wednesday. They're like, yeah, 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 just go if we need you. This was the night of uh, the shooting. And I explained to them, like, listen, if you need to talk to me, I have plans to go to Maryland. 
And they're like, yeah, 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 go, go. And I look in hindsight, like they wanted me to go to make it look like I was running away. Thankfully, Ooh. I didn't go. Yeah, make good point. Make make they were telling me, yeah, yeah, go. If we need to talk to you, and I'm like looking back later on, like, oh, they wanted to make it look like I was running, you know. That, that totally so, played into their hand. Yeah, so Dave, Randy, uh, Carol, they're all sitting out talking to my parents. So I come out, drink the coffee, and probably within about 15 minutes, um, it was just swarms of cop cars, like like TV. And I'm like, holy I was shit! Just so I say, it's an SVU episode. It's the last yeah. scene of it's the last scene of Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they roll up, and I'm like, oh shit! I was like. Cause people still thought Dave did it. And I'm thinking they're coming to my house for Dave unbeknownst that he had signed a false statement on me. Jared signed a false statement on me. Ron Harden, Bobby Latour signed false statements on me. Like I had no knowledge of any of this. And so they come to my door and they're like, Ryan stomp, Ryan Thompson, we got a warrant for your arrest. And I'm like, what? And my dad's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Good so job, like, dad. Go? Good job. Yeah. Dad. He, he was the, the one that said, up, don't say anything. Don't say nothing. And I'm like thinking, okay, it's going to be like CSI and all them shows. They're going to, oh, gunshot residue is all negative in the car. It's negative on your hands, your jacket. Well, in reality, things don't work that way. It's But not where like was TV. the semen? Yeah, the semen was everywhere. All right. The car was covered. <laughs> the everywhere. Fucking... It was everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it was on my hands, my jacket. It was everywhere. I'm not trying to downplay you know? what you went through, bro. But No, no, no. You when you, whenever you mention CSI or Law & Order, that's the first thing to black come. Light. Where no, was the infrared. semen? No, when yeah. you walked him under a black light, he glowed like Casper the I, fucking I, ghost. I, okay? yeah, it glowed, was a party, you know? let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't that kind of party. Stop, show up. So they, yep, they show up and come and arrest me. And I ask for my cigarettes and wallet. And they're like, you don't need those where you're going. You'll never need them again or something like that. And Some I walked out. Oh. Yeah. They walked out, threw me in the car. My family's crying. Carol, everybody's freaking out. You know, like what the fuck's going on? And I'm like, okay, they're going to arrest me, you know, and be like TV. I'll be out in 24 hours or whatever, you know, and. I didn't realize until my, my lawyer, attorney, uh, attorney, Arthur Meisler back then, um, comes and sees me and he's like, read these statements. And it's Dave, Jared, it's everybody's first statements. And I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. He's like, now read the second statements. And I'm like, second. And I'm reading it. And I'm almost like crying saying this ain't happened. This is fucking bullshit. And he's like smiling. He's like, just keep reading. I know. And so I read their statements and it's like, you know, it says that I brought a gun down my pant leg to the party to sell. These were Dave and Jared statements. Um, oh my God. Said that I had brought a gun to the party to sell. I shoved it down my pant leg. Now I drove to the party in a Chevy Cavalier that's a standard. Do you, can I drive with a bolt action rifle down my left leg? I would think it would be kind of in hard. In a fucking Cavalier? You can't even fold your leg in that car. I you actually, can't your I leg actually out. real quick, had to <clears throat> decipher which is my left leg, and that's the clutch leg. No, yeah. you cannot. You're not shifting with a rifle down your left leg. It's not. It's impossible. And I, I can't wish shift my when I have to piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've driven with you. You like, can't shift at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I wish that my lawyer would have done a recreation to say, look, you can't even bend your leg to get in the fucking car, which whatever. We didn't think we'd have to because the burden was on them to prove my guilt. We didn't think I'd have to prove my innocence. It, the system isn't designed to work that way, but that's what jurors think. You're guilty till proven innocent. And it's supposed to be the other way around. And they do not understand the law. And it sucks because my conviction, I got acquitted of murder, acquitted of manslaughter, and I got found guilty of a reckless manslaughter, which carries a five to 40 year sentence. After I got sentenced, a couple of the jurors got on the news and thought 
that I was going to get a five-year sentence. They're like, we didn't realize he was going to get that much time. So and I said, that's what, it was so, a cop-out for the jury to find me guilty of something. So let me ask you this, Ryan. What, if you were convicted of capital felony murder, what, what are the uh, charges then in Connecticut? Well, at, at, it wasn't at capital the time. felony. It was just murder. So I would have had a 60-year sentence. So and I here, got acquitted of murder. It should have been murder or nothing. It shouldn't have been able to add in at the last minute lesser included offenses. Because, you know, if, if you go to trial for um, beating up your wife, you know, or whatever the situation is, they shouldn't, it should be, did he beat her? You shouldn't be able to add in all these lesser charges because you're going to get found guilty of something way down the line, most likely. It has to be the, the, the charge that is most prevalent in the case. So in it your case... It should be all or nothing. Right. That, it, that's bingo. what I didn't understand with this case is that the case was either he killed somebody in or cold blood or he didn't. Yeah. Where the fuck are the other two charges come from? Yeah. It's literally they, either murder or not. Well, did you accidentally? And, we don't understand. It's And that's it, what they said. It was a cold, calculated killing. So then so it should then be murder. It, then that's okay. First degree murder. Stop. I was, I, was, I was waiting for my opportunity to ask this question. And what Ryan and you two gentlemen just said brings up my question. Ryan, how well did you know Rob McCaffrey? The, I knew him very well. Okay. The, vic- the victim. The victim. I yeah. just want yeah. to make sure yeah. for people right. like, on the West Coast, even, Australia, it? or wherever the yeah. fuck, they understand we that Rob McCaffrey is the gentleman that lost his life. He was murdered. Right. Yeah. Right. Murdered, yes. Murdered. Right. Period. Right. So, and, you know, they made it sound like you guys didn't get along. Him and I were friends. You know, um, not the best of friends. We rode four-wheelers together, dirt bikes. We'd see each other at school. You know, we we're more than just an acquaintance. Him right. and I were, you were you weren't best, friendly. You weren't besties, but, you know, we hung out together, man. But the picture was portrayed that my group of people, because I wore the baggy clothes, I wore the gold chains, I wore bandanas. You were, I dressed, a, you were adversarial like a, to his group. Not even, because I got along with all them. And, you know, like... Like I said, I got along with everybody, and you know, so to be what they try to do is say this group of people was good, you guys were bad. Listen, we were all at the same party. We all smoked weed. We all drank. You know, right, the we police were. lied to the McCaffrey family and told them I had a rap sheet a mile long, which was bullshit. They told them about evidence that didn't exist. Um, they did everything that they could to get these people to believe, and that's what sucked. Because even at my parole hearing. In my heart, I believe that they know I didn't do this, but somebody has to fucking take responsibility for it. And if not me, then who? They had to to figure somebody. I I feel that you are completely scapegoated in this. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was not very involved. And it, it was 1998, bro. I yep. was stupid. Twenty-seven. Oh, sorry. I was, I, I was newly married. I had kids. Yeah. I was living in a completely other state in Rhode Island. It, yeah. This kind of this it it never really touched. Um, yeah. It wasn't until Chris and I had talked about this, and I did the deep dive into the story, and I was like, this dude just got completely <clears throat> fucked, bent yeah. over sideways fucked. with a cactus. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. Like. like <clears throat> None of the forensic forensics came back. It shows I fought, never fired a weapon. No, and they still... no, no. It literally and well, everybody's hands came back negative, and the jacket yeah. came back inconclusive. 
that's what they did. It's It's bullshit. Right. Right. They they literally (laughs) pinned you for shit that you didn't do because they needed it to count on a tally. We got to get somebody. Yeah. This guy's been fingered by uh, half a dozen <clears throat> drunks or mm-hmm. his friends who and, s- who flipped on him. And we're talking about witnesses that were were f- the most fucked up quality witnesses at best. Okay, Un- mm-hmm. unreliable witnesses. Right now, we're, they, we're, they flip flop stories two or three times. I want. I want. I, I, yeah. I want to. Thank you for saying three times because that is, that is exactly. Oh, wait, Lynch has a point. Go. So. <clears throat> You had mentioned that they had claimed that you had a rap sheet an arm's length long. Yeah. Prior to your interaction with this whole, this whole uh, thing, what was your involvement? Any interaction with law enforcement prior to this? Um, I had been arrested for disorderly conduct at my friend's house, who lives in this neighborhood, and uh, me and my buddy had gotten arrested there. That's and it. He's guilty as fuck. Uh, fuck him. Put him under the jail. Peace. Yeah, That's it. Uh, it was breach of peace. It, you know, and uh, and how old were I you? Guess, at, how old were you at the time? At that time, I was seventeen, I believe. So it was probably right. like a year prior. About a year prior, I so, was way yeah. older before I started committing. More, more <laughs> so prior to that, let's not implicate you in any crimes. Let's talk no. to Ryan. So prior to yeah. that, you you had a pretty clean record. Absolutely, yeah. You had no yes. other previous juvenile or anything that had been expunged. Because you were juvenile. Um, yeah, there, there was one thing that was expunged when I was younger. I had gotten arrested with some people. They were stealing car stereos, and I was in a car. So I got jammed up, but they said, if you keep your nose clean till your 16th birthday, All right, it'll be so, so God my, bless so accelerated rehabilitation. Yeah, so the my, other kid my, said straight up that Ryan never stole anything. He was in a car. You know? So my point being is that you have no prior extremely violent crimes on your record no, to no. taint anybody's view of you. Exactly. And no. to taint a jury pool into kind of extrapolating what, what the sentence should be. Yeah, no, they just tried to paint a bad picture saying I was a gang member, that I was involved in all these fights and carried guns. And I'm like, I don't hunt. I never carry guns. I carried a butterfly knife to play around with when you're, it's like just to play with. I got one sitting right in front of me on my desk right here. Yeah, it's right there. (laughs) It's right here. You don't use it to stab people. No, I use it to cut fucking boxes open. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you use it to stand in your bedroom and impress yourself with how yeah. you can how flip quickly it you can flip it. Shut it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, again, I'm tra- <laughs> I, I'm trying to paint a broad picture of yeah the person who is the least knowledgeable of your case, having mm-hmm. but having caught myself up with to paint the picture for our audience that yeah. there's so much there's so much opinion and not fact put into this case. It, yeah. It's it's more of a public, a court of pub, public opinion and not, mm-hmm. a, not a court of these are facts. This is the kid. This is the kid at 17 or 14, wherever you were when you had the juvie case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they try to, they, I'm, I guarantee you they tried to snowball that into your, see, into your verdict. See, I don't even think it's oh, a court of public. Well, I don't even think, well, it's a court of public opinion thing. I think literally they needed somebody to answer for it so that yeah. they could do so that they could keep their fucking jobs. And Ryan was the easiest person to do to, to make it work with because yep. they'd already pressured <clears throat> enough of his friends to roll on his ass. So this just was easy. This, they didn't yeah. have to do any work. They didn't have to actually do any police work. 
This was easy. No. It was all wrapped up, nice with a fucking bow on it, and yep. he just fucking got delivered this fucking shit. Yeah, and you'd think that, you know, even if you do get tunnel vision, these guys take an oath to uphold the law. So as the forensic revolt results are finally coming in six months later, a year later of – you know, these things don't happen in 24 hours. It took me so long to get the gunshot residue results from my hands. My jacket didn't even get tested until right before my trial. Um, the car had gotten tested fairly quickly. It was all negative of gunshot residue. So I get the Norwich Bulletin, and then it says, car will, Connecticut murder uh, uh, car will be sent down to FBI lab in Quantico for further testing. I'm like, ooh, what case is this? And I says, in the murder conviction of Ryan Thompson. Oh, I'm like, Jesus. Whoa. And it's, holy, holy fuck. shit, that's fucking me. <laughs> yeah. So it's saying because um, they didn't find anything that they wanted to send it to the FBI lab for further testing. Like, right. you know, if I fire a well gun. Enough, so we hope somebody else can do our, the job better. Yeah. So. Somebody's got to find something. So, but if I just fired a weapon, jump in the car, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a pistol, rifle, anything. There should be something you know, there. There's going to be gunshot residue blowing around all in the car. It's going to be on the seats. It's going to be on the fucking dash, the windows. It's going to be on the steering gonna... wheel, the shifter. Exactly. It's going exactly. to be all over you. Lynch, make and your point. And there wasn't a fucking speck of gunshot residue in that car. Exactly. Lynch, so apparently say, nobody man. fired a weapon in that car. All right. So another question, Ryan. How many other people yeah. at that party did they interrogate, question, uh, go through the same rigmarole other than you? I believe just myself, Dave, Jared, Rob Como, they try to do that to his family. And he also lives on my street. And his father told the detectives to get the fuck off my property when they tried to put words in his mouth. Unless and how, you got so, something, get out. And how many other people yeah. were at that party? What, like, Give me a, um, a rough total. I'd say over 100 I was people. I going to say total. 100 plus. So out of 100. No, nobody was treated like we were. Right. I was going <laughs> to say out of 100. 1%. Yeah. 1%. Yeah. You was, got, you was got considered. Dave, yeah. Jared, Ryan. Rob yep. Como and the other guy I can't remember Latour Bobby Latour Bo Bobby Latour oh, look at me look at me paying attention so yeah, out, out yeah. of that entire pool of evidence that they could have gone through they went through six people they went through six they people. went through one one carload of people instead yeah. of exploring other options correct of... and and so that just again reinforces my point into again I respect law enforcement I went to school to be a, a cop and I, yeah, I, know, I know a lot about law enforcement Sorry. and I know a lot about yeah. law and yeah, and, and that's why I ask the questions the way I do. Not not to act like a lawyer, but to act like yeah. like somebody who's actually actually asking questions that are prevalent to the yeah. investigation. Yeah, you have a hundred fucking people there. Every yeah. motherfucker in that building should, should have been, been hauled. Question have been, should have been hauled on. Great point. Hauled in. Yep. Question. Call their parents. We got your child. He has to make a statement. He's underage. People were people okay. were free to go. It was chaotic. It was a circus. I, I got to stop the, you, Lynch. Well, no, no, I got to no, stop Chris, you, Lynch, for one second. The, the you're talking about the Plainfield, Connecticut Police Department, and you're going to haul in a hundred people. Where are they going to put all those people? Yeah. Well, then I you mean, had a major crimes unit behind them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Bring in a school bus and lock them to the fucking windows? Yeah. You set up your. Uh, again, Chris. It is hard. It, it is, it is it's hard. It's very difficult. But you have the Plainfield Police Department and the Major Crimes Connecticut Unit. Connecticut State, Major Crimes, I get major it. Major Crimes Unit. They have the resources to do that. On yeah. a flashpoint situation like this. Over time. Give the Over time, yes. But give the, at, at give the time, this, at the flashpoint situation, you're not going to get that. Give this. Yeah, kid. hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, in that moment, Agreed, it's too Ryan. chaotic. Agreed. And, Agreed. You know, but, so but, I can't. 
but I can't bad mouth them for that. But I mean, you got parents calling up, freaking out. They want their kids home. Somebody was murdered, and it was a fucking crazy night. You know, well, and I, I, I think this also shows to the character of the other people that were at that party that didn't stand forward and say, "Yeah, I know what happened." Yeah, and there's still people they that know, know things. Oh, you know, absolutely. And it, yeah, I'm sure oh, there is. And somebody it, out there knows something. And people and, don't want to get involved because they're worried about other things that had happened, and they're worried about certain situations. Correct. And they're, they're worried about the, they're worried about the misdemeanor <laughs> shit that they they have on the, yeah. the pot, the, their fucking paraphernalia, or whatever. But yeah, my point, and my, my you know, retaliation that, if they do cooperate. You my, know, <laughs> my point on my statement is Ryan that I don't think they did a deep enough dive into your case. Oh hell no! To to expunge anybody else and commit you to the crime. Yeah. You 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 were the you were the easy you were the easy target. Yep. Um you were the <clears throat> first person everybody thought of. Yeah. Other than Dave. Well, no, not the first, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah, so. you know, you know what I'm saying you were the easy target. Yeah, and it, you know, is from my actions like I tell everybody and they're like, you know, just because you got arrested for disorderly conduct doesn't mean that uh you should have went to jail for murder for 21 years. No, but it's like, if I get pulled over, which I had been pulled over um, by a state police officer, this was about a year ago. And I could have sucked my teeth and been mad at the world, like, fuck cops, fuck this. And I didn't. I said, sorry, officer. Um, I understand I was speeding. He's like, can I see your license registration? And I was completely respectful to him and he was nothing but the best to me. And Good. as soon as he ran my plate, he knows I'm a convicted murderer on parole. As soon as he runs my name. Well, wait a minute. Time out offside's so, clipping. Convicted <clears throat> manslaughter. Convicted manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in Connecticut, you hear manslaughter, yeah. you think murder. All it right. doesn't matter. People don't under, they can't distinguish between well, they can't the different, different. Yeah, they can't differentiate. People are educated enough to know the difference yeah. between manslaughter, aggravated manslaughter, <laughs> First degree, second, or same as shit. same or as a sex offender. Somebody convicted, yeah, for a wrongly convicted right, like, at that, yeah, right. Like the guy that they don't right. There are people out there that don't understand that you're on the sex offender list because you pissed, like you claimed to do earlier in the show. I could have been because you got for, caught got because a sex... cop showed up and you were pissing on a dumpster, which means yeah. technically you had your dick out and yeah, you were showing it. So now yeah. you're on a sex offender registry for a sixth degree charge and you are pissing on a dumpster. It's not yeah. the same as the, the guy that diddled his, his was niece a pedophile. That exactly. Touched his niece. Exactly. Right. exactly. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, people don't understand the law and that's what I try to get my point across is people do need to understand their rights. People need to know that, you know, like right now, if, a cop was being a dick to me. I'm going to say, Hey, listen, you can arrest me right now. and We can call my lawyer up, you know, like there's either let me go. There's nothing to talk about, or we can call my attorney right now, right. but I won't be a jerk to him. I'm going to comply. Right. You're going to be respectful, <clears throat> but unfortunately given your life circumstances, you're not going to divulge shit and yeah. you're, you can do what you have to do. And I'm going to do yeah. what I have to do. But in that situation, it can escalate just like my situation did back in 1998 because right. I was an asshole to the cops. So if I'm an asshole to this officer that pulls me over, like, fuck you, I don't owe you nothing. I roll my window up. Now he's reaching in the car trying to pull me out the window. We start tussling. Something so dumb can escalate so quickly. And I see that. And it happens to everybody. And I see and it, that all the time online, Brian. I see yeah. it. Because I, I, I watch 
uh, sovereign citizen and first amendment auditor videos all the time yeah. on YouTube and stuff. Yep. I get where yep. they're coming from. It's just when you're, when you go out with the intent to provoke is different yeah. than when you actually come across a situation where you're yeah. being provoked. There's yeah. Two, and they do provoke quite a bit because they, and it, 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 it's a very unfortunate thing is because our cops are not educated like they should be in how to handle yeah. certain situations and how to handle certain, certain individuals and how to, yeah. de- they, the, the act of de-escalation of force, unfortunately yeah. is a lost art. Mm-hmm. But, and, well, you see that they're, what they're doing is, you know, I, when I was in jail, I watched a lot of frontline things like that on PBS and the policing in America is, you know, for a town like Plainfield, you see this across the country. There's no need for armored fucking tanks and all this crazy stuff to go raid a guy for pot, you know? Right. And, Listen, trust me. I lived in Warregan for 10 years. Yeah. I uh, get it. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> now, is I'm doing finger quotes. The nice part of Warrigan, where it was. Oh, okay. It, Sweet. It, was, it wasn't in the in the little village down there. It was. So it was past a, Cozy Corner. So north, <laughs> north Chestnut Street, so if I may be. Oh, it was north, north, north. Oh, you're on the north side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was beyond all the mop factory and all that bullshit. Oh, so you yeah, didn't yeah. have a crackhead on your doorstep? If no. You went no, a half mile there. down, you did. Yeah. But, yeah. It, yeah. But not again, where he was. No. But again, <laughs> so I reported a, a situation to Plainfield Police where there were mm-hmm. kids who were obviously high in the mm-hmm. back of a pickup truck. A kid fell out, cracked his head open, split his, oh, head, fuck. Open, split his head open, blood all over the street. I stopped. Yeah. I'm on my, mo- my motorcycle. I stopped, yeah. grabbed my cell phone, called the cops. Oh, we'll be there when we can get there. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I understand that you're short-staffed, and I understand... In COVID, but what the fuck, dude? But, no, this was... this <laughs> was covid This was way oh. back... This was back in, like, 2007... Oh, okay. We're killing our producer. He's dying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I call. I called the cops and said, this kid's bleeding out on the street. And I know how to render basic first aid, but I, I can't yeah. I can't fix this. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, we'll get there when we can get there. I said, look, I understand you're short-staffed. Uh, now, uh, I was very involved in politics with the town back then. And oh, nice. hated my first selectman, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but... My point being is that it's like the cops pick and choose what they consider emergency. Yeah, yeah. You're killing me right now. You know that, right? Well, no. It's a very valid right. point to, to his to his. his I haven't used the buzzer in two weeks. Leave me alone. He was just itchy. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes, sir. But you know, I I get what you what you went through with the Plainfield Police because back yeah. in, even back back then in '98 '99 they were yeah. they were even sorely more um, understaffed. Yeah, and when I lived there, they were three cops down and going through a sergeant and uh, a chief regime change. Yeah, I had three cops in my neighborhood. I had Jeff Berard, who was fucking I know Jeff, the, one of the best guys in the community, and a shame we lost him to cancer, and he was phenomenal. And he tried to help, and he was ostracized because he wanted to do the right thing. Dave and Jared went the night they made those false statements. They went to his house and said, "We did something bad. We signed these false statements," and he's like you guys need to fucking fix this. And he called the state police. The state police said they can recant at trial. <laughs> you yeah, know? For, for real. Not, not for nothing, but for the listeners, um, when David and Jared gave their their false reports so that they, they could get out of it because their parents and everybody was 
literally pressure on them. Ass you talk about peer yeah. pressure. Your parents Bad. are telling oh, yeah. you, tell them what they want to their know. Parents, their parents literally told them, tell them what they want to know. It he confessed. He tell them what they want to hear. Dude, they both, they both, <laughs> they both swore under under oath. Well, they both swore in those in those false statements that the yeah. gun was in the fucking car while you guys were riding down the street. Yeah, that yeah. literally the and, gun was in the back seat under your feet. Yeah. Basically, and then now, now my wait, issue, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back because Ryan Ryan made a statement earlier about they how said it was, they said it was in his left leg, his clutch yeah. foot. I, I'm going. I'm. I got I you. I got that, you. But I'm also going by the the NBC um, Dateline Friday that right, right, we right. did back in 2010. Yeah. And according to that, Dave and Jared both claimed that they saw the gun in the back seat of the car. <laughs> Let no, they never claimed to say that. It was in a false statement, but they said there was no guns in the vehicle, period. Right. So yeah. uh, I, what I want to do is I want to kind of skip ahead because the trial, uh, we all know the trial was horseshit. Yeah. But, well, it was, and there's a point I'd like to bring up with that. Please do, because we're, we're, we're kind of coming to the end, and I, I, I want to ask the two questions I have all right, so, of Ryan, yeah. but all right, go ahead. So, so legally, the police are allowed to tell lies in yeah. order to get somebody to make a statement to 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 make them guilty. Sure. Yeah. When the police were contacted after the fact as to whether they did the whole um some the the whole Ryan just confessed while we were at da- at Jared's house right. whether they told Brandy that her children could be taken away right when all of these things that they claimed to say that technically and legally they're allowed to say and if yeah. they were on the up and up they would have been like yep we were just trying to get through an investigation and see what we yeah. could get yeah when the police were contacted they refused to answer any questions and they refused yep. to admit that they did any of that any and- police officer that had done that in the course of of doing their job correctly and what they felt was the right thing would have said, yes, sir, we did do that. That's part of our job. Right. And I think that them not responding and refusing to admit they did what they're allowed to do is a complete fucking admission of, of betrayal and guilt. And they fucked you. Well, let me ask you guys this. You've seen a lot of 2020s Dateline shows like that, right? Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, we're, we're addicted all, to it. We're all, all of us are real crime buffs. And not not to glorify the the criminal, but to find yeah. out and to see the whole backstory It's more. about the madness yeah. and the mania. It is. It's about the craziness yeah. behind it, not the victim. Sure. And not the, so, the I love Jodi Arias till the day she dies in prison. <laughs> Dude, she's hot, but she killed the, that motherfucker. She's, she's a lunatic. Oh, yeah. Right. See? Thank you, Ryan Thompson. Oh, she's crazy. But listen, not one of the detectives would speak to Dateline. Isn't that rare? That like, is why weird. Would... That is, that, that, that was That's the... what I said. They all when, refused when to speak to Dateline. When I read the, the transcript, <clears throat> Dateline literally was like, we asked a bunch of questions. The only person that did talk to them was that asshole Dooley. prosecutor. Dennis Murphy. Yeah. 
Dooley. Uh, no, pressed, Vincent Dooley. Dooley, who married oh, a juror Dooley. in my and case. Literally, literally, <clears throat> when he's on the episode with Dateline and Dennis Murphy yeah. is talking to him, Dennis Murphy literally looks at, at, at Dooley. No, Dennis Murphy. Isn't Dennis Murphy the guy that rung you up, it is Ryan? De- no, no, that was no, the guy Dennis from Dateline. Dennis Murphy is the guy from Dateline. <clears throat> okay, my bad. Dennis Murphy looks at the prosecutor, Dooley, and says, so let me get this straight. He killed them for because he th- he threw them. His out pride of his was party. wounded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like are you fucking ki- are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. That's the best that the prosecutor can come up with. The best yeah. he can come up with is yeah, he ran down the street and shot the dude shot some dude that wasn't even his party because yeah. somebody else he wasn't even thrown out of a because, party right because somebody that makes else sense. because somebody else <laughs> threw him out of their party like it didn't even make fucking sense. Nothing still makes sense, it, and we still here. To this day, we still try to put the pieces together, and some of the pieces come together, and then some just don't make any sense at all. It's crazy. And it, if I wasn't living this life, I wouldn't believe it for a second with everything that's happened along it's, the way. It's I the, mean, it's the craziest it's crazy. movie plot, and yeah. anybody who watches it would go, "Wait, that kid got rung up for nothing." For real, like yeah. literally, like you watch this. This shit only happens in the fucking movies. Yeah, well, the, like you see on TV, the detectives go in, they try to bribe jailhouse informants. They did that to me. They tried, well, not jailhouse informants. They tried to bribe cellmates of mine, one prior cellmate, and then one that I was living with, with early parole, saying, "Listen, scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. You Holy tell us what shit. we want to hear, and we will get you early parole." And luckily, there were stand up enough dudes that were like, "This dude ain't do shit. Fuck wow. you guys." And they, yeah, so. I, I know we're we're kind of pressed for time, but we're gonna give you you know what? No, we're we're, we're all right. We're Fuck like it. Let's just give Ryan. Like, let's we, give Ryan all the like time five, he needs. Five to ten. Look, we're gonna skip the trial because we already know the outcome. Why? What happened? <laughs> no, you kidding. tell yo, me, bro. Yo, so this motherfucker went to jail for some shit that yeah, he so didn't that's do. What that's what I was gonna say. Happened. And Ryan's yeah, trying to make a funny. Later, life is beautiful. I, now he's know, an like, old man. Yeah. He's doing all yeah, right. My my question to you is. You're you're standing there. We're, we're skipping the trial, and yep. you're rung up, and they tell you, "You sir, may fuck off." Twenty for the years. Next Twenty-five years. Yeah, right. Twenty-five for fuck yep. manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. What was the charge? Uh, reckless manslaughter with a firearm. Okay, so which a ru- firearm was never found either. It, th- okay, so you're, you you already you already gave my question away. They never yep. found a weapon. No, and their theory, not to cut you off, but their theory was that Dave and Jared saying, the detective said this, and the prosecutor, Ryan could not have discarded a weapon. He didn't have time. So Dave and Jared must have disposed of a weapon while Ryan went back to see which damage he inflicted. Okay, so Dave and Jared signed false statements on me. And wouldn't they say, and here is the gun that he used if they supposedly stashed a weapon for me? Where's the fucking gun? Okay. Exactly. All right. Not, no, not, there was no gun. Exactly. Not for nothing, there wasn't a gun. And and in watching the story, I would like to 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 also bring up that it, your parents, yeah, spent. Okay, your parents first of all lost their business due to this. Sold the business, correct? Because everything went down, and public opinion, and it just yeah. didn't work, and the video store just had to close. Yeah. Now. After that, even after that happened, your parents championed and paid for every fucking person that thought they might have the actual oh, gun yeah. to yeah. prove 
All right. Your parents spent every fucking penny they had for savings. Time. And time and money, hours and money stress and did and everything drove everywhere. they could to try and prove that this was not you because after it went down and you got arrested, yeah. in the beginning they were like, What the fuck? And then afterwards they were like, No, he didn't do it. This isn't yeah. his shit. I would like to give a shout out to your parents though, dude. Amen. Nah, they're the Amen. Best. They the best. fucking spent so much money and time and effort to try to prove yeah. that what what a lot of us already know is that you didn't do it, yeah. but they, they put some fucking effort in. Yeah. And like, look, my first lawyer, the total fee I think was about $130,000. I paid for a lawyer. I lost trial. What about the people that can't afford a lawyer that are innocent and they, nobody gives a fuck. You right. Now they're a in public jail defender. and on the hook for a hundred thousand, <clears throat> yeah. for a hundred thousand dollars. I know people right now that have been cleared, spent more time than me, some less, um, and, you know, it happens all the time. Say in the past 10 years, probably at least 12 people in Connecticut have been exonerated for murders and rapes they didn't do. That they're finally, you know, my buddy spent 31 years and his co-defendant, they were co-defendants, 30 and 31 years, Jesus you know. Christ. Um, Jesus, it's crazy. How do, you, how do you do that when the guy yeah. went in at 18 and 17 years old? Um, you can't give us back what we lost. No. I can work my ass off and try to build the best life that I can now, but you can't give me back my military career I was supposed to have. You can't give me back a family that I may have had. You can't give me back the people that I've lost, grandparents, aunts, uncles, family, friends. I don't get that back. That's it. Here, here's you know? a guy right, right here you, that you we're talking. take what you got and just go forward and keep plugging. Yeah. Right, and, and let me say this to those in the other worlds, not in Connecticut. Here's a guy who lost half of his life to incarceration for, in yep. my opinion, and I say this, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a cop, I'm not anything, but I followed mm -hmm. this story so closely for the last 20-some years. Here's a guy yeah. who did not do this crime, who lost half of his life to incarceration, yeah. who is now starting his life. Ryan, you got out, what, a year and a half, two years ago? I got out uh, May 1st, 2019. I went to the halfway house. Okay. And I had gotten parole in January, and it all came so quick. I never thought I'd get parole, and I got that. All three board members gave me parole, and I still – in order to get parole, you have to say I'm sorry to the victim's family, and you have to accept responsibility. I got up there and said I am not guilty of this crime. The McCaffrey family was there, and I said I cannot apologize for something I didn't do. And, you know – I want to give big to credit to them because <clears throat> even in a lot of the statements that I've read, they say two families have been ruined by Torn this. Torn apart and ruined, exactly. exactly. So the <clears throat> fact that you're out, one, good. But two, you know, you've lost half of your life. Like you said, yeah. family, jobs, etc., adventures, whatever. That you yeah. Now that you're, you know, 42 – you're now going to experience for the first time, whereas, you yeah. know, say myself, and I'll point at Lynch, where, you know, 20 years ago, we're at a Motley Crue concert, drunker than fuck, yeah. and yeah. having a great time. You're sitting in a fucking jail cell for Writing something letters, you didn't doing do. doing legal work. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you two questions. Yeah. I'm going to roll out. We we avoided the trial. We know how you felt when you got rung up. You're yeah. devastated. We already we oh, can already picture this, and you, you you just said it. Absolutely. You know, you spent 20 years in the can. It's yeah. terrible. 
somewhere out there, somebody knows who did this. But yeah. my my two questions to you as we close this out is yeah. one: Did Ryan Thompson get a fair trial when he got rung up? I definitely didn't get a fair trial. I thought I would, and I was so confident, not like cocky, just confident of, okay, we're going to get everything out there. I got anything but a fair trial. And when a prosecutor, a forensic expert, or whoever, Henry Lee, can get up on that stand and lie to evidence that doesn't exist. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Timeout, offsides, clipping. Um, Dr. Lee was a part of your trial? Dr. Henry Lee was called in because it was such a shit case. He was head of the safety commission at that time and came in to testify to bullet trajectory and this and that. And this is a guy that I've actually broken bread with. Oh yeah. Well, Uh, well, my dad was a detective for a lot of years. Again, I'm going back to the cop route, but up until and including 30 seconds ago, when you said that I held Henry Lee in high regard. Well, as did I until I saw what he did. My buddy, Sean Hennon, that Henry Lee got him convicted and spent 30 and 31 years in because he lied and testified that there was blood on a towel where the victim was murdered and it was rust all these years, 30 something years later. And it was fucking rust. It wasn't blood. And Henry Lee's done this all over the world, not just the United States. He's been a forensic expert. I want to say he's testified in 8,000 trials in his career, I think was the number that was given to me. He did one in uh, California some years ago, and I'm watching a documentary, and I'm like, dude, it's Henry. Yeah. And my daughter looks at me and goes, who's Henry? I'm like, sit down. Just leave me me alone. (laughs) But with him, and I I hate to bad mouth, whatever, but with him, it's an act. You know? Um, Wow. He plays a character. And he's on the stand, and I wish they filmed during my trial because I look at it like he's a Sofia Vergara type of person. Like, come on, you've been here how long, and you still are playing a character, and you don't speak like that. You know, it's it's wow. a character. All right. And he has people fooled. It's a little stick he's got, and everybody like, like, I was like that too. I put him in the highest regard. Like, holy fuck, Henry Lee, but. You've well, heard it. You, guy... you lived in Connecticut for all these years. You've heard the cases yeah. he's done. Uh, oh, Michael yeah. Ross and, and, and so yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, everybody remembers him from OJ Simpson case. That's of like course. the big one. But when you know people who have been convicted by false testimony and lies from a world renowned forensic expert who has a, a building named after him down in New Haven and you know, that his name should be stripped off that building with everything coming out. Now he's, he's, getting put under the microscope and it's good but right. that's a double-edged sword because the state doesn't want to now they flip my case now they got to look at every other case these forensic experts or detectives worked on because who else's case did they fuck up the state of connecticut does not want to open the floodgates and put all these cases back under a microscope and that's what they need to do so you could spend say six million dollars to prosecute me but you won't spend a hundred thousand dollars to fucking clear me there's something wrong. That's crazy. And the last question I have for you before the drumbeat yep. starts, and we're yeah. told that we have, if you've never listened to our show, the drumbeat tells me it's time to go. Okay. Can, other than your case, can an American yeah. get a fair trial in this country with the 24-hour news media, social media, and the court of public opinion? Part of me says no, but part of me says yeah, because people are starting to question 
because of social media and things like that, people are starting to question things that they wouldn't have questioned that they would have taken as facts before. So now people are more skeptical about the government and I'm not a conspiracy theorist and things like that. You know, I, I read into some of it and I know from my experiences that there is a gray area that these fuckers operate in and they don't tell you the whole truth, you know, and mislead people or whatever. They think they're doing it for the, the greater good. But I think people still can get a fair trial in this country it is the best country and but people need to open their eyes they need to make decisions for themselves if you're on a jury and somebody's trying to reel you into their fucking opinion your job is to stick to your guns and if the evidence isn't speaking to you it might be speaking to them differently but that's why we're all individual and that's why they don't have one person on a jury there's 12 jurors and you have alternates so People have difference and view things differently. We could both witness something right in front of us, but yet tell two different stories of how it happened. Stay on the line when yep. we close. Okay. But with that point, I want to talk to you when we get off the air. Um, yeah. I hear the drums. It sounds like we are closing out now. Thank you, Ryan Thompson. Thank you, you so much, guys. No, I just want to say it's, this has been a very eye-opening uh, interview. Um, a lot of stuff I didn't know. Um, yeah. Again, uh, I completely agree with what you said to chris's last question um, yeah it, it's 50 50 you yeah and, and i made a point last week and i'll bring it up again you yeah it's a jury of 12 people yeah you could get 12 very educated people and yeah. then you get 12 uh, uh 12 who are very educated and six yeah. of those are like holy shit they're they're super smart and the other six are just like window licking booger flickers. Yeah, yeah. Who just don't get what the system is about. And, and to, th to that point, I want to thank you. For, for I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. Fuck you. I want to thank you for telling your story. Um, no, thanks for having me, guys. No, I appreciate dude, this it. Is, this is amazing to me because, again, a, a hometown, not hometown, but like a local person who's been through this yeah. stuff. And I, I follow this shit daily on social media. Yeah, I, follow I appreciate this on, it. On YouTube, I follow it on Instagram, I follow it on um, Facebook. Any avenue, huh? Any yeah. avenue I can. And I, yeah. and I, and I it, it pains me to see people that are just thrown under the bus for poor police procedure, yeah. uneducated police, police work, and uneducated yep. uh, public. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you. And I'm going to cut it over to Big Herm and Chris. Okay. You got anything? Uh, I'm going to ask Herm if he has anything because I thought I heard drums. Oh, I did we're not. All right. Well, if we're going to cut in the drums then. Ryan, right. stay on the line. I got a question for you or two. And um, All right. anytime you want to come back, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because we yeah, didn't even feel touch. Free, we, dude. Feel there's free. too much to get into in an hour. There's like. There, there's Way a lot of moving, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of moving parts behind this entire case, and I, there's a lot of shit we missed. And yeah, I get it from working <clears throat> it, it, intimately with law enforcement. I get it. <laughs> there's a yep. lot of shit behind it. And well, stay tuned for the uh, the documentary's been made since I was in jail. Oh, and wow, we're still working on it. Oh, Matt awesome, and Hillary dude. Andrew. And they're, you know, I got to go up and film with them again soon. So, um, hey, if if you want, if you want extra commentary, Herm Lynch yeah. and I are willing. We'll sit in a chair and talk. We don't okay. give a shit. Absolutely. Right. I followed this case so closely since you know that day, and yeah. knowing the yeah. people that I know, and knowing you, just and I want to say this out loud for all of the listeners. <clears throat> you know, in the last year, I, I've gotten to know Ryan Thompson, the person, yeah, and talking knowing the people that i knew in this case 
Yeah, and you know Jamie, and she's not gonna she's gonna tell you straight up. You know absolutely. how she is. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. She's she's gonna tell you to fuck you if you don't want to get yeah. fucked. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the beauty of Jamie, and she's wonderful. Yeah. Jamie Harrington, if you're out there listening, I'll make sure you listen. Nah, she's been the best friend for since probably like fifth grade. She's been awesome. My family loved her, you know, and worked for my family, and just her whole family's amazing, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Thompson. Mm-hmm. We are Dysfunction Junction, and we are out. We'll see you next week with some fun, fun stuff for you. Good night.